Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, good Friday afternoon. Welcome to the wrap-up edition of the Eagle Hour for this week. Uh, Bob Getty, Kelly Center. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. Got a full show for you today. Uh, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joining us uh, here in a few moments. Chris Croft, a professor, a professor of sports management at Southern Miss, going to be talking to us later in the show about the uh, – move to the Sun Belt and what it may mean financially for the Golden Eagles. Assistant Athletic Director for Development, uh, Lee Applewhite, uh, in the studio with us here. Lee will join us here momentarily. A quick update. We mentioned yesterday that uh, we were reaching out to Larry Fedora. He called back last night. He'll be on the show next Wednesday to talk about uh, his inaugural season in the USFL. And, of course, he is a a, um, a renowned uh, former college quarterback at Southern Miss, of course, at North Carolina. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, proud supporters of Southern Miss, good friends of ours, and a great place to take your family this weekend for a delicious barbecue meal. Can I just mention, Bob, with Monday being the fourth, if you're going to you know, give the guys at Dickey's enough time, right, don't, don't call them an hour before you need it, especially right. on the 4th of July. This is a busy weekend right. for them. So. They can cater your 4th of yeah. July feast, but I will get in touch with them today or tomorrow. Lee Applewhite, Assistant Athletic Director for Development. We knew him when he was just Lee Applewhite. Now we have to call him Mr. Applewhite. He's on the show with us right now, and I'm glad to have you back, Mr. Applewhite. I'm glad to be here. Glad uh, to be here. Lee, you're the man in charge of uh, raising money uh, for the Eagle Club and uh, – I know that uh, today's a, today's a birthday in a sense. Today's the first day that Southern Miss is officially in the Sun Belt Conference, and uh, you know we go against schools. I was looking last night at, for example, the facilities down at South Alabama. <laughs> you know we're we're in a competitive league now with regional schools, and so keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, is going to be important. How important is it for pe- people to step up now, support uh, the Eagle Club as we enter this new era of athletics? Well, that's more important than ever. I mean, like you said, we're moving into a new league. This is the the, the birthday, in a sense, uh, first day in the Sun Belt. We're all excited about that. We have we have been excited about it for for several months. You know, there's a lot of work that went into uh, making this happen. You know, kudos to Dr. Bennett and Jeremy McLean, and I really feel like our donors have have stepped up uh, stepped up to the plate. Uh, there's been a lot of positive momentum. Uh, within Southern Miss athletics, and I think there's there's more to come as 
Coach Hall develops this football team and gets uh, gets us back to where we all want to be and where we know we can be. But uh, moving into the Sun Belt, all the excitement, our our fans recognize that they understand, you know how important this was, and uh, you know very proud that uh, Jeremy McLean was able to get it done. But we have we have really capitalized on on the momentum, and I hope and and expect our donors to continue to step up. We we had one of the best years we've ever had uh, as far as Circle of Champion membership. And, uh, you know, I've talked about that before. You know, the Eagle Club is very important. I mean, that money supports our scholarships for athletes, and every coach will tell you that, um, you know, if he doesn't have funds for that, he doesn't have athletes. So uh, that is very, very important. And we went into a structure change uh, as we move into the Sun Belt with our season tickets uh, and our Eagle Club uh, model. We went from a zone model that we had been, you know, for several years, and now it's more of a per seat model that kind of changes things a little bit. Uh, it's more it's more friendly to your average fan, but um, it, it it really helps uh, the fundraising effort as well. So it it kind of averages out. But as far as major gifts, you know, that's that's what I focus on each and every day, and uh, I've been really impressed with with our donors. We we had a very large number of new Circle of Champion members and, um, you know, excited about that. Is that because of the conference change, you think? I think it's a lot of things. You know, I mean, that's a big part of it, absolutely. But obviously uh, the the excitement around the baseball program really helped. Uh, and, you know, we've been good for a long time, and Coach Berry runs an outstanding program, but we took another step this year, and I feel like that we're well on our way to taking another one. Um, the, their job they've done recruiting is incredible. And, uh, yes, we've lost a few guys, but uh, they'll, they'll replace them, and uh, they, they do a great job there. But, uh, but you know, I, I think everybody knows that Coach Hall is, is rebuilding this football program, and there's a lot of excitement behind that as well. All right, one of the things that, that is the topic of discussion now, Lee, when it comes to money is there's only so much money to go around. And you, the UIL deals that – Athletes are now striking, not not you know, at, at all the colleges. But now if a person wants to donate to the university, some will say, well, do I need to give it to the Eagle Club or, or could I give half to the Eagle Club and half to UI, UIL money? And I know you, you can't tell people what to do, but let's talk about the, the difference between making an Eagle Club contribution and maybe them using their money elsewhere. Let's just put it that way. Well, to me, I think it's important to educate them and let them know, you know, the difference and, and you know, <clears throat> the impact they're going to make with their money. It just depends on what, what they're looking to do. If they want to support athletics and the athletic program itself, you know, the circle of champions is, is the way to go. You can put that into new facilities that we have plans for, you know, remodels, different things that we're doing. Uh, there's, a, there's a part of the – there's a fund – that we call the Circle of Champions Fund that, you know, that money goes into if you don't specify and that and the athletic director can can direct where that money goes. So a lot of folks say, hey, here's the money that I can do. This is this is what I can do. I want you to put it where you think it's gonna be most effective. And if they if they say that, then that's that's probably the way I would direct them. If they want it to go to scholarships, an endowment, whatever, but this the new NIL stuff. It's it's evolving every day. I'm not involved in that very much at all. I can help educate people and let them know uh, how that works. Uh, but 
you know, that that's the most important thing to me is to make sure they understand and, you know, help them put their money where, where it would be most effective. But what about tax status, which for a lot of people, if you're giving a nice chunk of money, you know, and, and you're allowed to take that that tax break, then you should. Yes. The Eagle Club is the way to go, yes? Yeah, well, the Athletic Foundation. Okay. The Eagle Club is through the Athletic Foundation. So any donation that you give through the Eagle Club, the Athletic Foundation, Circle of Champions, uh, even uh, portions of, of uh, premium seating suites uh, is tax deductible. Um, you know, some of the NIL things are not, but uh, uh, I, need, I need, actually need to get a little bit more information. I think we all do on how the NIL stuff is going to work. But my, my main priority is the Athletic Foundation and helping the Athletic And that is tax deductible. It is. And is it important for people to know, Lee, that any contribution is helpful? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, the average guy may not can give you ten grand, but if, if he can give you 100 200 bucks a year to the Eagle Club, that, that all counts, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I still work with the Eagle Club every single day. And, and you know, media – Anything you can do is, is going to make an impact. And, you know, for years, I, I stressed that with the Eagle Club, and we were able to get those numbers up. And, uh, you know, the, obviously the more donors, the more funds and more Eagle Club money for scholarships you're going to have. Uh, but, yes, I- any amount. And, and that's, that's what I've always asked people to do is just do what you can do, and it will put us in a much better place. I, you know, when, when students graduate Southern Miss, when they join the Alumni Association, at the same time they should join the Eagle Club. You know, and then statistically, the older you get, the more money you're going to make. And then you can incrementally, you know, increase that contribution as time goes on. But if you get a whole bunch of people giving a little, well, that adds up, you know, to be a lot. And here's something else to keep in mind. You, you mentioned we talked about the Sun Belt in South Alabama right down the road. Well, a lot of their graduates are going to be in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Right, which tend to do pretty well financially, as opposed to Southern Miss was originally founded as a teacher's college, which obviously doesn't, you know, doesn't have the financial impact that doctors might. So that's even another reason why more and more people need to give whatever they can. You're right, Kelly. And to go back to the students, you know, we have the Student Eagle Club as well. And uh, that's important because we feel like, you know, like you said, as they graduate, you know, we want to keep them involved with their athletic program. So you can be a student Eagle Club member for a small fee. Uh, you're, you're given a season ticket. And then as you graduate, first three years, you can, you can use that. And then you have to kind of step up into a regular Eagle Club membership and pay the per seat and everything like normal. But we, we try to get them involved and keep them involved and help them as they develop their career and start to make more money. All right, Lee Applewhite's with us this afternoon, the Assistant Athletic Director for Development. Lee's agreed to stick around for the entire show. We'll get back and uh, talk a little bit more about fundraising and the Eagle Club as the show progresses. Right now we're going to take a break. Go to find Patrick McGee down at NOLA.com, and the three of us are going to enjoy our conversation with Patrick. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And don't you forget, you can hear the Eagle Hour 24-7, 365 on a variety of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, it'll be right there wherever you are, and we appreciate all of y'all that uh, do that each and every week. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, great place to go for the 4th of July weekend, get you some fresh Southern Miss swag to wear to your 4th of July celebration. I guarantee Miss Kathleen uh, will find what you're looking for. Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street, you can shop them online at campusbookmark.net. Patrick McGee, no stranger to the Eagle Hour, of course, from NOLA.com, uh, joining us here on a Friday afternoon. And, uh, Patrick, we're, we're glad to hear that uh, you're doing well. I understand you had a little unexpected uh, surgery, but all is well with you now. Yeah, I had to have the appendix out, which, you know, these days is pretty simple, but they're still cutting around your stomach. So yeah, so it's, it's not fun, fun, no. But thankfully, it's pretty simple, all things considered, and I'm doing pretty well. They don't give you the appendix to take home as a souvenir, do they, Patrick? No, but they said it was large and angry, so I, they could have it. <laughs> they can have it, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, Patrick, there was a big hubbub down here this week, of course, about one of the starting pitchers for Southern Miss entering the transfer portal. But, you know, I was looking around the other night, uh, Mississippi State, 11 players in the portal, uh, LSU with eight. It just went on, on, on and down the line. Overall, Southern Miss really came out on, on the good end of this because they did pick up a couple uh, of new players from the portal. But I, I guess, like it or not, we're just going to have to get used to this. Th- this is a new world of college sports, is it not? Yeah, un- unless things change. That's always potential. They could, you know, make it a little harder to tr- to transfer eventually, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, this is just the way it is. And uh, with uh, Hurst and Maldrup's situation, it, uh, at face value and just looking at it from a, you know, where I am, which knowing nothing as to what goes into that decision, it, it does seem odd, uh, all things considered. But I just you, you never know what re, re, what really goes on behind the scenes and what the families talked about and what might motivate it. So I'm not one to criticize an individual for making a decision that's going to improve their situation, even though I may not understand it fully. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean the, the way Southern Miss sits here, uh, all things considered, they're in pretty good shape. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, Tanner Hall is, is their ace. He was going to be their ace, you know, whether Waldrop was coming back or not. Uh, it's going to be tough to apl- replace Waldrop, but, you know, a year ago, nobody was really talking yeah. that much about right. Waldrop. Right, right. Uh, so he, they could e- things could easily uh, change, and, and Southern Miss could almost be right back where they started. Right, and, and I'm sure no SEC school has been talking to him, Patrick, because that would be illegal. <laughs> I. I just, you know, I throw my hands up on all that. I mean, how the heck do they govern any of that? It's just beyond me. Right, right. But, but now the SEC schools appear to be raiding each other's cupboards. Uh, you know, yeah. as, as LSU has secured some guys from Vanderbilt, and and everybody seems to be moving around. So um, there, there's there's no telling right. where all this is going to end up. Right. Hey, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a chaotic situation. It really has become it's become more exhausting. Than I think that's a hundred. I think that's a great description. And then we get word yesterday that USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. Not a word of this. And when they make the announcement, it's a done deal, Patrick. I mean, what do you what do you think we're going to see? Are, are we eventually going to see a Big Ten, an SEC, and then everybody else playing in another division? 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think everybody else will just try to realign from there. I think that's kind of where we're headed. Um, uh, I think we're probably headed toward, to, you know, to where really the, the, the big programs, the major programs, uh, uh, just go off on their own and set up something altogether. Uh, and I think uh, just hearing what USC and UCLA have planned now, it, it just hastens that. I think we're headed, you know, I was somebody that tried to ignore it and hope it would go away. <laughs> But it seems like it's here, and it's, it's going to happen probably sooner than everybody thought it was going to happen. And it's interesting that you bring that up because Dr. Chris Croft will be joining us uh, here in the next segment to be talking about the alignment and where things could go from here. Now, does the Big 12 go to get Colorado, who used to be a Big 12 member? Do they also go after the Arizona schools and try to gobble them up? Not to be outdone, we're getting late word that Conference USA is approaching the University of Phoenix and DeVry Institute. That's too perhaps <laughs> He can't control himself, Patrick. I'm yeah, the, the jokes just make themselves, and he can't help it. No, he, he, simply, uh, he simply can't help himself. He no, tells himself like, yeah, jokes, I mean, Patrick. The, yeah, the Pat. Pac-12 is apparently looking at expansion, just seeing the statement that came across. Uh, but I don't know. I, I would think that the Big 12 is in a stronger position right now uh, in terms of expansion and uh, the relationship with ESPN yeah. and everything going forward. So I, I think the Big 12 eventually probably brings in some of these Pac-12 schools. But we see, I don't, you know, if they bring in USC and UCLA, I don't see why the Big 10 doesn't try to pursue Stanford, Oregon, and Washington. And where does Conference USA end up in all of this, Patrick? Well, they'll be picked apart, and there probably won't be much of it left um, uh, unless they just keep bringing up FCS programs, which they may may well try to do. Uh, But it's, yeah, I mean, I I don't see Conference USA really being around that much longer. I'll tell you what's going to work against the Pac-12, and we'll ask Chris Croft about this too next segment. The problem with the Pac-12 is simply, and nothing they have any control over, it's where they're located. I mean, you you know, games in the Pac-12 many times don't start you know, to be played until 9.30 p.m. on the East Coast. That, yeah. And, and that, that's a big deal when it comes to media coverage. I mean, nobody's going to be able to stay up that late to even see football games in particular. And you know? here's something else, Patrick. I, I heard an ESPN person say this this morning. Some of the, uh, some of the programs, for example, that they have at uh, USC – UCLA and some of the Olympic sports, they don't even have those programs in the Big Ten. So, so when these schools start making these changes, what happens to those athletes? Well, I think probably what we'll see happen is that they'll, you know, go into the Big West or some of these other smaller conferences, kind of like you know what BYU done is with football independence. Uh, they put in basketball and other conferences, baseball. So I, I think that's what we'll see. And there are, you know, some mid-major conferences on the West Coast that would be suitable for you know whether it's volleyball or some of these other sports uh there'll be a landing place they'll be happy to take them on uh i, I think it would probably be wise for, for the two schools to do that to kind of cut down expenses in some way because lord knows travel expenses are just going to be insane for both schools all right so no patrick pressure. the new orleans saints getting ready to head to camp we're in the month of july now and uh they will be heading to camp what can you tell us right now about uh where the saints when they plan to to begin training camp and anything along the Saints? Uh, uh, I don't have the calendar right here in front of me. Uh, uh, I wish I was a more date-focused guy, but that's not really my uh, gig. It's it's one of those things to where it's it's all about stability and everything going in and trying to – they you know, this was all about keeping together as much as the staff as they could and making things as, as easy as possible on the roster that they have because they have a team that's built to win now. Uh, 
Uh, and going in, they have a you know a quarterback who has experience as a starter, been with the team now three years. Uh, you know, I guess the question right now is 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 waiting and, and seeing how things shake out with Alvin Kamara, how much of a suspension he could face. Uh, there's still moves that could be made here in the not too distant future on that. Uh, you know, it, it it could be one of any number of guys. Maybe the Saints kind of flirt with because it makes sense to bring in another running back. So. It, if there's one big personnel move that the Saints make here in the coming days and weeks, is to find another running back. And in the NBA, it looks like the Pelicans are going to re-sign their stud player, oft injured as he is. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, it, it uh, reports this morning that he is. Uh, they're close to signing. I, I don't think it's. You can say he's agreed to, or obviously hasn't signed anything. Uh, but the Athletic is reporting that he, he's going to have a deal, uh, five years. Uh, up worth up to $231 million. There's a lot of uh, dollar signs being thrown around today in the NBA and this week. So uh, uh, he's produced whenever he's on the court. You know, hopefully he can, you know, up his game a little bit on the defensive end, but uh, uh, $231 million. And there are going to be uh, goals set to where, you know, Zion's got to hit certain marks to, to make big chunks out of this contract. So, uh, Zion knows he's got to uh, produce and he's got to be healthy, so a lot revolves around his health. Yeah, that, that's a guy, Bob, is getting $231 million and he's not often healthy. Right, and, and yeah. Lee Applewhite's on the show right now with us, Patrick. It'd be a good time for him to reach out to Zion for an <laughs> Eagle Club donation, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, got a cell he's, number? he's sitting pretty. And Zion looks good. He looks in great shape right now. If you see some of the footage coming out, looks like he shed some pounds and is really kind of ripped up. 46, Forty-six million a year. Not forty-six million a year. Well, he could donate a few thousand mm-hmm. to the Eagle Club. You got his number by any chance, Patrick? <laughs> you, you work on that. Work on that for me. Yeah, this, this is shameless. Now we, yeah. we've entered the shameless part of the program. <laughs> hey, Patrick, we're glad you're better, man. And I'm sorry you had to go through that rough spot, but uh, you're back, back. Uh, Pretty soon back in the nightlife of New Orleans. Is that not correct? Uh, yeah, maybe so. We'll see. I got about a three or three weeks, and maybe I'll give dip my toe back in. And, and we okay. understand that Blue may be signing an image and likeness deal with, with Petco. Is that any truth to that? Yeah, that would be welcomed. I would, I'm happy to be his agent. All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com. Glad he's doing better. Great guy, Patrick McGee. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, thanks Patrick McGee for joining us in the first segment. Lee Applewhite continues to sit in with us. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. And uh, I guarantee you there'll be a lot of action down there this weekend. Great food. They have a great lunch five days a week. Great sandwiches and all sorts of uh, 
Other good food to eat all weekend long. Lots of cold beer, of course, and there's always a big ball game on one of the TVs and uh, all sorts of activities. Great guys. want to thank Slade and his gang for all they do uh, for the Eagle Hour at 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Also want to uh, thank uh, Southern Bank Corp. for bringing us the studio uh, facilities every day that we're allowed to broadcast the Eagle Hour from. Uh, if you're looking for a great bank, Southern Bank Corp. would be your place. They're in Midtown in Hattiesburg. All right, our next guest is uh, Professor Chris Croft. He is a professor of sports management at Southern Miss, and he's been looking into uh, the move for conference uh, from Conference USA to the Sun Belt for the Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagle Athletic Department and what it could mean financially and otherwise uh, for the athletic department. Uh, Mr. Croft, glad to have you on the show. Bob, thank you so much, and please call me Chris, but I appreciate you guys having me in, and I know I speak for all uh, Golden Eagles, uh, Christmas Day, so to speak, for Southern Miss uh, joining the Sun Belt Conference officially. Chris, Chris, you released some info this morning about, in particularly, the, the contracts that the Sun Belt has you know, with the ESPN networks. Kind of break it down for us. Give us the overview of your overall financial picture of this move now and what it'll mean for the Eagles. Yeah, it's a great move for uh, Southern Miss in lots of different ways to some belt, but uh, great leadership there by Commissioner Keith Gill, just finished his third, third year. And last year, he got their current ESPN deal extended for uh, for 10 years. So uh, the new deal runs through the 2030-31 academic year. Uh, obviously, great coverage. We all know ESPN is the premier uh, sports network uh, with all the multiple channels that you have, plus the ESPN3, the ESPN+, Plus, you know, chances to watch games on your iPhone or iPad if you're traveling. Uh, but one part that's, that's very important in that is part of that new agreement was it was a 50% increase uh, in the number of football games uh, appearing on the major, the major channel. So ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU, which, as I say, are important because your older crowd and older fans normally – uh, that's where they watch things on TV and not as much on the streaming devices. Uh, was 40% of those new opportunities will be broadcast on Saturday. So those are great opportunities. I, you know, I was taking a peek the last, uh, the last week at some things. And opening weekend, uh, uh, September 3rd, Old Dominion hosts Virginia Tech, Appalachian State hosts North Carolina. Both those games are on ESPNU. And so that's going to bring great coverage to the entire Sunbelt Conference uh, for seeing two, you know, ACC Power Five teams go into an environment, obviously, hopefully, we're rooting for those to help our league, and that just uh, that just continues down through the um, through through the whole season. There's a nationally televised game that Southern Miss will be involved in on Thursday night, October 27th, when the Cajuns of the University of Louisiana come to Hattiesburg. That'll be the national spotlight for Southern Miss. But let's shift gears just a second to the news yesterday out of the Big Ten Conference that UCLA and USC from the Pac-12 apparently headed to the Big Ten. And Chris Croft, this is all about money. No doubt. Cash money. Let's call it cash money. And obviously, uh, everybody's kind of winding down Thursday, getting ready for the holiday weekend, and then boom, the news comes out. Last night, it's official, and uh, have friends at both those institutions. And obviously, uh, tremendous amounts of money with the Big Ten Network, the cash has to be a part of that. And you know, obviously, we saw last year where Texas and Oklahoma were the SEC, and it's not over. Uh, you know, buckle up. It's going to be wild, and uh, a lot of presidents and ADs have already had to cancel their plans for the holiday weekend because there's uh, continuous talks and negotiations going on. What's next? 
Uh, does, does that maybe uh, entice Notre Dame to join the Big Ten, which they've always wanted? Uh, are other schools like Oregon and Washington going to pursue the Big Ten? Uh, what happens to the Pac-12, the Big 12? Do they look to do some type of merger? And, uh, you know, even all, a lot of teams in our league last year who joined the American Athletic, some of those teams are almost like checkers trying to make the double jump now. Can they get in the Big 12? And so uh, continuous uh, movement, and as we've seen just the past year with Transfer Portal, name, image, and likeness, college athletics is a very, very fluid environment, and it's about what's happened today and what opportunity prevents what opportunity presents the most amount of money uh, for the student athlete, and in this case, the school. Now, it could mean as much as a hundred million dollars to USC and UCLA. Yes. Yep, that's the that's the reports out on it. Uh, I, actually, I was at University of Nebraska when we made the move to the Big Twelve, and excuse me, from the Big Twelve to the Big Ten was made for lots of reasons, but a big part of that was the Big Twelve did not have a. Uh, television contract because uh, they had allowed Texas to have the Longhorn Network. And so, for instance, Nebraska and the Big 12 is getting, uh, they're not getting that same amount of money. They go to the Big 10. They made them wait a certain amount of time. And that payout has been over $40 million annually. So uh, look at what that's done in the SEC network for, you know, our our, our, our local in-state teams in Mississippi State and Ole Miss. That's, that's free money that's coming in from TV exposure to help on facilities, to help the major sports, but more importantly, to help those non-revenue sports, too. And that's a tremendous amount of money. And as Lee knows, that helps alleviate some pressure on the major fundraising that has to be done because you can bank on that money coming in. Uh, so the money Lee and his crew and Eagle Club do a great job. That other money coming in is extra money that you can do other things for. And, Chris, how much how much better off financially – can you put a figure to it? Will Southern Miss uh, benefit from in TV contracts and that sort of thing, leaving CUSA into the Sun Belt? Yeah, I don't know if you can put an exact number on that. Obviously, with some payouts going from the Conference USA, it's a, everything, but there will be an increase, I think. But I think the other thing besides the money, and, and we can talk about this too, the money will continue because the branding. I mean, you're going to have a chance now, no offense to Conference USA or any of the previous TV packages. We were on multiple channels. Hard to find out what game we're on. We're on the road. And that Louisiana game here on a Thursday night's primetime, ESPNU, that's based the only college football game on that night. And so that's going to be resonating all over the country to all those homes, to all those people watching, to our donors, but also potential recruits. So that's invaluable, again, to get on ESPN, the coverage you get from them. And as we all know, as we watch them, they do a great job of not only when a game is on, they're promoting what game is coming on tomorrow, what game's going on next week. And that's what I think really struggled with Conference USA because you were on multiple platforms. Um, you you know, they're not promoting the other games because they're only promoting their channel. But Lee, Applewhite, this has got to be all good news for fundraising. Absolutely. And, and I just – I just think about what a difference it would make if we were to just get a portion of what some of these schools get from their TV contracts. But we definitely improved, and I, I couldn't put a number on it either, but you know, it was you know, way less than a million dollars a year uh, with Conference USA as far as uh, TV money. But uh, the somebody, I think it's around $2 million is what they're kind of estimating it's going to be, and then we could keep building on that like like uh, dr cross said so that's a million plus yeah right I mean, out it, of the gate it's, it's you know and, and i'm you know just guesstimating right. but i i think you know it's going to be around that and hopefully you know the plan is is to keep progressing and as this conference you know 
like like he was talking about Commissioner Gill is an amazing commissioner, and and I just I think with these the new alignment, it's just going to continue to get better. Chris, yeah. do you think that the Big Twelve goes after Colorado and maybe the Arizona schools? I think no doubt. I think those conversations have already been in place. Uh, you know, obviously when I was there, they lost Colorado to the Pac-12. They lost Missouri to the SEC, Nebraska. So I think you're going to see that. People start talking and trying to figure out. And, you know, obviously you can't blame any president or AD. They are trying to protect their institution. And so they're going to have to look at all options. And uh, I know uh, from my sources, the Pac-12 had a meeting last night, and the remaining presidents and ADs are and obviously very upset, very disappointed at USC and UCLA, but they made a business decision for them. And now they're trying to figure out which one are all those teams on board still are some of those teams being recruited by the Big Ten because they have to figure out how they're going to uh, expand and who they're going to bring in. But obviously uh, new teams want to know who's going to be there. I mean, I think the one to watch is Oregon. Oregon and Washington throw in Stanford right now. Those are uh, – um, you know, USC and UCLA have been in the Pac-8, uh, Pac-10, Pac-12 forever. Um, there was a reference on Twitter. That would be like Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. That would be like Alabama leaving the SEC. So these are not new schools. These are the founding schools that have left. So tremendous blow for the uh, for the Pac-12. And uh, switching gears to the East, what's the ACC doing? You know, what is, you know, is the SEC looking to contact Florida State and Clemson and trying to counter right now? So, there's a lot of uh, discussions going on behind the lines on cell phones by presidents and ADs around the country no uh, with, the, with the barbecue being put on hold right now. And, and very briefly, very no, briefly. 30 seconds. Okay. You think, you think that uh, UT San Antonio might be a target? Yeah. I, I think any of those teams that have just jumped to the American Athletic because of their footprint, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, all those pictures in the Big 12 window there are, you know, obviously they're probably trying to lobby to get them that Big 12 window to be a power five. And obviously TV contracts are going to change too. And I think that's something people uh, don't understand. Um, you know, the Pac-12 TV okay. network was, was in place because of UCLA and USC. So they're gone now. And all so right. that's going to be a big deal. All right, Chris, thank you very much for your input. I've already gotten a text from State and Ole Miss. They're all for Alabama leaving the SEC. So I thought I'd just pass that along. But they would only be going to the National Football League. Right, breaking news here on the Eagle Hour. Chris Croft, everybody. Alabama's going to the NFL. Right. (laughs) Professor of Sports Management at Southern Miss. Appreciate him coming on the show. We'll be back, wrap up the week with Lee Applewhite right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Professor Chris Croft for joining us. Patrick McGee as well. Good show this afternoon. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, This segment is sponsored by D1 and D-Bat on Hardy Street. State-of-the-art training for baseball, softball, any sport for adults. And uh, Catherine and the gang down there can fix your kids up with the -the state-of-the-art training they need to improve their game and adult athletes, uh, whatever your sport, uh, they can help you be the best you can be at D1 Training. Also, I want to thank Mobe Beignet. Now, Lee Applewhite's with us right now, and something tells me that you've paid a visit to Mobe Beignet on Hardy Street. Uh, several. 
yes, several visits. Yes, yeah. and all, all Eagle Club members, if you go and, and whatever order uh, that you place, you get a free syrup to go along with it. So always really? show your Eagle Club discount card and you get a free syrup. But, and that's not the only business, though, Lee, right? I mean, there are a lot oh, of businesses absolutely. around town. A- absolutely. Yeah. It's on our yeah. website. You, yeah. can, you can check that out, and we offer – uh, a lot of business will offer discounts, you know, for being a member of the Eagle Club. Uh, but yes, I have uh, I've tried it uh, frequently, and uh, they're mm. very, very good, very nice people as well. Uh, they're great. They're big Golden Eagle supporters too. Uh, they're huge baseball fans and support all of Southern Miss athletics. They cook the beignets when you order them, so they're hot when you come out. They're covered in powdered sugar. They have all these great syrups. Uh, it kind of makes you hungry just talking about it, Lee. May make a stop here in just a few minutes. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't seem to keep the sugar off of me when I when I eat them. But <laughs> but no, they're they're terrific. Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street, uh, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour, and uh, folks, we're glad to have uh, in the Southern Miss and Eagle Hour family. But right, one question we didn't get to, and uh, this one seems pretty obvious, but. Uh, no secret how people are being hurt right now with inflation, the cost of their groceries, the cost of their gas, everything. Uh, is that having an effect? Uh, is there a way around uh, that uh, for uh, fundraising for athletic departments? No, I think everybody is affected by it, you know, but, um, you know, just we just got to keep plugging along. I mean, it's all we can do. We just we just got to keep going and. And um, but yeah, it, it affects everybody and everything. We, no we, doubt. We mentioned last uh, with our last conversation with Jeremy McLean that there was a fundraising effort last year. You know, you pledge X amount of dollars per win, and he yeah. said there was some discussion that that was going to be re-implemented yes. this year. Is there any news along those lines, Lee? No, I mean it is. It is going to be re-implemented, and okay. hopefully, everyone that did it will just kind of. You know, either increase or continue to do so. Um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we we raised a good bit of money doing that, and I, this offense is only going to keep getting better. So, uh, you know, with especially with the wins, now we scored some touchdowns. You can you can do it by win, by touchdown as, as well. Uh, but really cool little uh, idea that uh, our ticket office came up with on that. Yeah, because you you don't really know then how much you're going to be correct. Hopefully, you're going to be given more. Correct. I mean, I unfortunately we didn't have three wins, but you know, towards the end of the year we won some, and you know, it it helped. If 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 we have, you know, I, I expect or think we could probably be a bowl team this year uh, with the improvements that they're making. Um, but man, in a couple of years, just just imagine if we start racking up some wins, and you know. Winning, man, I'm telling you, there's something about winning. It, it helps everything, and uh, that that could be a pretty, you know, uh, good boost financially. But but the reason I mention that is because if you don't think you're in a position where you can join the Eagle Club, this is a way that you can also help the effort uh, and maybe, you know, at a smaller level or, what you know, pledge amounts per win. Whatever amount you want to pledge, we, we, will, we will take it and um, – you know, it, it that money goes to the Eagle Club, so that money goes to scholarships as well. So it's, it's kind of the same thing as making an Eagle Club donation. Well, got to be a lot of excitement uh, around the campus as we get closer to football season. We've heard so many people through the years say, "Well, you know, I'd go if they were playing a team that mm-hmm. wasn't in Western Texas." Well, now they're going to be playing teams from all over the Southeast. It's time, is it not, Lee, to step up? My season tickets, which Jeremy told us the other day, was the most important thing you can do. It is. It is the most important thing our, our fans can do. Buy season tickets. And obviously now when you buy season tickets, you're joining the Eagle Club as well. 
But yes, you know, regional league gonna gonna develop some really nice rivalries. We're all looking forward to it. I know our fans are too. Yeah. And I don't guess it hurts to have a 47-win baseball team no. that wins the regional and takes host a super regional. That that never hurts. And uh, you know, we 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 had some huge crowds. I mean, everybody knows that we had some really big crowds. And um, you know, kind of looking into some things uh, for the for the Pete. You know, I know Jeremy's kind of looking into that. But you can also put a fifty-dollar deposit on your baseball seats already, and you'd be amazed at the amount of people that are doing that. So, uh, you know, everyone knows, you know, this, this baseball team is going to be good for a long time, and uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of our fans are behind that. And football is right around the corner, and we're going to be featuring f- football guests throughout the summer here on the Eagle Hour. Next week, the director of the Pride of Mississippi, Travis Higa, is going to be joining us on the show. Carlos Stokes, the cheerleading coach, will be on also this summer as we get closer to, uh, to football season. The, uh, the Southern Misses, you know, all the support groups that are the what? involved, the Southern Misses. I think they're basketball, though. Uh, oh, okay. But I mean, oh, the, uh, the color guard, Dixie Darlings. That's what I was trying to come up with. Yeah. Uh, also, Larry Fedora on the show next week. Gary Grubbs is on the show next week, the uh, famed actor who is a former Golden Eagle player. And uh, Phil Hall, in the next couple of weeks, we've confirmed is returning as is Kelnack the Magnificent. So, yeah, Phil, many reasons. The long-lost brother of Will Hall, Phil Hall. Correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> Lee, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate all y'all do. Happy Fourth to everybody. We'll have a best-of show on the 4th of July. Kelly and I'll be back on Tuesday. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.